0: Part 2 of Collected Prose by James Elroy Flecker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ben Lindsay Clark, Bournemouth, UK, TreehouseTheatre.com. Na Jork The Shade of Archdeacon Puxley rationalist, idealist, and divine, was disconcerted at its own existence. As a cleric, that archdeacon had, of course, strictly upheld the doctrine of immortality as expounded in the Apocalypse. Secretly, we regret to state Puxley had held different views. This was probably the fault of that pernicious system of education which disturbs the simple faith of our young men with a course of purely pagan philosophy. At all events, there can be no doubt that Peter Puxley, undergraduate, after three years' residence in the University of Oxford, believed neither in inspiration, nor in immortality, nor even in that sweet idealism which reconciled the philosopher Hegel to the Lutheran Church. Puxley's beliefs might have affected Puxley's conduct, for he had a logical, even a practical mind. But his character was steady and firm. Nor could the insidious worm of infidelity eat away that goodly treasure of sound morals which he had inherited from a long line of ancestors, all Christians, and some in orders. "'There is no reason now,' Puxley had said to himself, as he paced his tastefully furnished rooms on the day in which he felt himself forced to abandon even Hegel. "'No reason, I say, why I should not behave like an absolute beast. "'But I should not enjoy it. That is what is so unfortunate. "'It is true that I eat rather a lot, but I have no longing whatever to commit arson, rape, murder, "'or anything else that might entail unpleasant consequences. "'I desire a life of studious ease.' And where shall I obtain my desire, save in the bosom of the Anglican church? Infidelity is always put down to youth and conceit in this age, whereas the priest is honoured and respected. Of course, he continued, looking at his mirror, I shall be a high churchman, very high. It is a much better thing socially. Besides, I have the high church face. So... Peter Puxley, undergraduate, determined to realize himself in all tranquillity, and in due course, he became the Reverend P. Puxley, and a fellow of his college. His sermons on the relation between Platonic and Christian love soon attracted attention, and he was admitted into the fraternity of Gators. But those whom the gods love die young, and Puxley was still what might be called a middle-aged man, when a violent colic took him from us, and blasted that promising career. But that complete annihilation of the ego, which his infidelity expected, and his hypocrisy deserved, did not overtake him after death. He became, to his alarm, a vulgar anthropomorphic ghost, In fact, a gaseous vertebrate, to use the eloquent term of the admirable haeckel. But there was worse than this. The soul of our learned friend was being propelled through infinity in a most extraordinary fashion. Mysteriously, yet irresistibly impelled, his astral body proceeded in a continuous succession of violent jerks, and every seventh jerk produced a complete somersault. It was after completing some hundreds of these gyrations that he discovered himself entangled in the soul of Slimber. Slimber was a poet. He had published an exquisite volume of verse in the Dorskin Library of Modern Masterpieces. The volume, not fifty pages long, but fine in quality, was printed on one side of the page and was dedicated to a lady. Intimacies of this sort mentally so exhausting, had combined with a too sensitive taste in liqueurs to carry him off at an early age. His articles to Titbits and Pearson's Weekly, though the real source of his modest revenue, were even less well known than his poems. Yet his unsigned essay on How to Make Money by Writing was not only deservedly popular among that wide public to which tit appeals, but had also saved him from death by starvation. At present this fanciful and slender shade was simply clad in an undervest, for though we carry nothing into this world, yet it is not so sure that we can carry nothing out, for not only do our good deeds remain after us, but our nightshirts as well, or whatever apparel we may wear at the supreme moment of our destiny hence do so many ghosts wear draperies of white linen hence the appearance of slimber in his under vest and hence too the pyjamas and white woollen bedsocks which adorned the robuster wraith of archdeacon puxley this ecclesiastical spectre at great peril to his individuality extricated himself from the soul of Slimber, and as they went travelling on together in parallel paths, remarked to his new-found companion, "'This is absurd!' "'Isn't it?' said Slimber. "'Delightful is so.' "'I see nothing delightful in it at all,' said Puxley. "'It is perfectly irrational and extremely undignified.' "'Wash!' said Slimber rudely. "'What could be more charming than this, our progress among the speckled stars?' varied as it is by the performance of this exquisitely irrelevant turn, and he gracefully convoluted. Is this the way we are to realize ourselves? wailed the philosopher-priest, taking refuge in his long-abandoned idealism. I was not made for this, and he in his turn convoluted. Insensate Philistine! began Slimber. But at this moment their course was abruptly arrested, and they found themselves hanging head downwards in an oriental palace. In front of them, sitting the right way up, was a sort of god. It had one large eye in the middle of its forehead, and an amorphous belly. It was unclothed and coloured pink and green. It or he was surrounded by guards in uniform and by several naked yet attractive savage ladies of a burmese type and colour turn the fatten round said the god laconically but in perfect english to his guards
1: turn him round i say he wobbles so he makes
0: me dizzy the guard seized puxley and planted him on the ground leaving poor slimber still inverted now then said the god to puxley what have you to
1: say for yourself what have you ever done to honor me sir said puxley
0: i do not even know your name
1: my name is the said the god booming what have you ever done for me have you garroted any women in my honor have you nicked your ears in my service have you even sacrificed one poor little pig in my honour why you don't even know
0: my name sir said puxley i am confused i cannot think if you could show me to an apartment where i could realize myself in private
1: realize yourself indeed said najork you will probably be made into porridge answer my questions but damn it said puxley terrified this is perfectly unreasonable i have always been a most moral man do you imagine that the little bit of reason i gave you to play with has anything to do with the truth snorted the deity you bore me porridge
0: and the guards hustled puxley away well you wreck of a man said the god opening his mouth quite round and turning to Slimber, who still hung by his feet. "'What have you
1: got to say?'
0: "'Sir,' said the poet, with an attempt at an inverted bow, "'I think I could talk better the ordinary way up.'
1: "'Sorry, I forgot,'
0: said Najork.
1: "'Turn him round there. Now then!'
0: The poet, now on his feet, took a step towards the throne and prostrated himself before Najork. lord of majesty and might he began most interesting and shining twy colored deity beyond all expectation delicate and rare hear me i pray and attend to my supplication i have worshipped you o fantastic spirit all my days and if i have not grotted any women in your honour i have well-nigh strangled them many a time i have lived as i liked and followed no strange gods oh most admirable of grotesques most fascinating of paradoxes turn me not into porridge let me stay here with these enchanting girls whereupon one of the fairest of the young ladies took Slimber's hand and said to the god yes do let him stay and play with us papa he looks so nice all right said nacho benevolently
1: all right, my dears, he shall stay, but I'm hungry. Bring in that porridge
0: End of Part two Recording by Ben Linty Clark Treehouse Theatre dot com